How do you know when it's time to innovate within your creative business? Do you ever wish life had an undo button? Walking the balance between business and the creative life can be hard. But Matt and Shelby are here to attempt to answer the tough questions, so you don't need an undo. Presented by Made by Things, this is the Command Z Show. Welcome back to the Command Z Show. Shelby, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, you know, it's a little warmer here now, which is, you know, pretty good. <laughs> it's we're above like zero 40s. there. <laughs> yeah, we're like in the 40s here. It's like, wow, okay, spring. Puxatani yeah, no, Phil was right. <laughs> Seriously, though. <laughs> uh, I was thinking the same thing. It's It's been pretty nice here the last... Uh few days been getting out of the house but the ground is all muddy so you can't really do yeah. much still the snow that's there is gross it's like yeah yep. yeah we haven't had snow in a bit it's been a it's been a kind of a depressing winter we want that's snow true. i want snow i want it to just you want some i want to be i want <laughs> i want to be snowed in i don't know it's it's weird like we uh i don't know we get like a couple snowstorms every year it seems but this year it's just been boring. Boring. <laughs> Matt just really wants snowed into his house so he can spend time with the kids mm. for several days. No escape. <laughs> yeah, that sounds fun. No, I'd force them to make an igloo or something. They got to get out still. <laughs> go, go, go. <laughs> oh, nice. Awesome. All right. So let's... Um... Let's hear it. I hear uh, we have a question today, and I think it's a good we one. We do have a question, as we always do. <laughs> one one day, <laughs> we're not going to have a question. We're not. It's just going to be us talking about the weather for an hour. <laughs> I'm fine with that. That'll be all right. We're going to become meteorologists. That's our new that's Yeah. Our new <laughs> well, looking at the, the cold front that's up ahead, and uh, <laughs> looks like there's a chance for some showers, moisture in the air moisture in the air (laughs) all right (laughs) all right our big question of the day is how do you know when it's time to innovate within your creative business oh uh, that's such a good question and i was i i you completely blindsided me with this one always (laughs) (laughs) um it's a very relevant topic for, for us to talk about. And I'll probably get into that in a little bit, but how do you know when it's time to innovate creative business? I guess for this one, I'm going to kind of go back a little bit to, I guess whenever I first started working in the industry, truthfully, I only thought there was one way of ever working with clients. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some can still argue that there really is only one way, but um, I guess a lot of it for me was always like, okay, I need to learn how it's done, right? Um, so through the first job that I had and even the second one, it was constantly just like, okay, see what they do. Like, how do they interact with clients? How do they do X, Y, and Z? Like, it's just, it's trying to learn like how, how it's done in the industry. And I think until recently, I feel like it's kind of that that has been the 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 way that it goes, right? You 
you traditionally get into the industry, you learn how it works, and then you go off onto your own, and then you do the same thing, just different. Like, <laughs> you know, you can Pretty change much. a little little things here and there, but for the most part, it's it's the same. They tell you that there's like no one true path, but we're all kind of following a similar. <laughs> yeah. Right, and I think a lot of it is you see. I think all industries follow this this sort of model here, where um, somebody changes things and it works, and all yeah. of a sudden everyone else is like, "Oh, all right, let's do that. Let's Try let's it. start doing that same thing." Um, and um, creative service is one of those kind of weird things where it's like, "Well, how do you even change that, even if you wanted to? And do you need mm-hmm. to?" Um, that's kind of gotten me to a place over the last year where it's been something that's been on my mind a lot and I don't know if it's I don't know exactly why maybe it's because the whole AI thing maybe it's just because maybe I'm just bored like honestly like it it could be truthfully yeah but either way it's just over the last year it's felt like there there needs to be something that this needs to be something that a model that's sort of tinkered with a little bit yeah like it I would say within the last six months, I felt, I, I feel like it's, uh, that model's days are numbered in a way. Okay. And again, maybe I'm just getting bored, but like, it just, there's, there's something, something in the air that just, yeah. you start taking notice of things. And well, I don't think we're the on, the only industry right. feeling that either. And yeah, I, again, especially over the last 10 years, especially, I think it's just been really prime time to to innovate on things. Yeah. I think a lot of that is because there's a lot more at our disposal than has ever been there before. Yep. Things like there's less gatekeepers in the world for big technology that was only available to some before. Yeah. Or or it was what was previously done with a team of a hundred people can now be done with a single person. Yeah. So there, there's a lot of these kinds of things that have sort of happened. And I think for me, the signs are when you start to meet a little bit of resistance when it comes to the things that you're selling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, we, you know, we, typically do custom work that is a little bit on the higher end of the budget spectrum, right? Uh, It's taken years and years to work up to this, (laughs) this end of the spectrum. Yep. And, you know, we, we talk about it in our, um, our red flags episode, like there's Mm -hmm. certain things that we're looking for and budget is one of those things. Yep. But we go through these sort of periods of time as well, where, um, Again, one of the things that I've noticed over the last several months is that offers that were typically a no-brainer for people are now meeting a lot more resistance. So things like, okay, our budget's way too high. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's probably the biggest one. And for us as as a team, as a studio, again, we're now competing with, just as I in the beginning was competing against bigger studios and you know we are still i believe competing with against bigger studios there's now on the other end of the spectrum there's freelancers 
-hmm. that are now able to, I don't know, they're just, they're able to do really incredible things. They're able to harness incredible technology, just being a single person, right? They're able to use the power of automation and potentially artificial intelligence, right? I, I don't think we're quite there yet, but we're getting there. Yeah. And, and that's, that's great for individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, as, as a team where I'm constantly, maybe this is just a, a trend thing too, but like, I'm, I've always been like looking forward and looking up on the ladder of like, right, who am I fighting against next? Right. <laughs> um, and it seems like I now have to kind of turn around a little bit and yeah fight in the other direction as well i have a two-front war (laughs) going on here (laughs) we're gonna get on the war strategy here in just a moment (laughs) um but like again like i i don't i i it it is competition but i think in the creative industry it's it's always a friendly competition oh yeah and um, hopefully yeah hopefully but like again i think it was the same way whenever whenever it was just me as a freelancer again i'm constantly like all right like who who do i gotta fight up against like i'll go up against anybody right (laughs) um and you start to see more and more people coming up and you're like okay and you start to see new ideas and you're like ooh, i never thought of that um but anyway so i think you start to notice a lot of these things um and for me it's how do i then what what do i do with that information now now this is another big thing throughout the entire industry and throughout all industries this is something that's always happened where technology and other people are always trying to take your spot basically <laughs> maybe this sounds bad but this is out for hundreds of years since, I mean, since at least the industrial revolution, this is, this is what we've always tried to do is we see somebody that's found success and we try to arm ourselves uh, with the best abilities and skills to be able to uh, do that thing, but do it even better. Yeah. Um, And in a lot of cases, people see these kinds of things and they choose one to completely ignore it. They choose to believe that they are invincible and nothing can ever bring them down because at this moment they are on top of the mountain and nothing can bring them down. I, I don't have a real percentage here, but to, to me it seems like almost 70 to 80% of people that are in that position probably feel like nothing can bring them down. There's a bit of ego. Right. And I even think about like mom and pop shops, like restaurants and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Things that have been in the family for a hundred years or stuff like that. They think that they are, uh, that again, that nothing can remove the reputation that they've built. I don't know, while we're on the topic of food and yes, I am hungry. Uh, (laughs) Going to, going to things like uh, kitchen nightmares. I'm not sure if you... Mm -hmm seen this movie, oh yeah gordon ramsay big fan of gordon ramsay you all <laughs> haven't realized that yet um but it's really interesting when he goes into restaurants that had these amazing times in the past yeah and little things happen 
or or nothing happens honestly and then sometimes it just they start coming down that hill whether they want them to or not um i'd say in most of those cases it's probably because like a change of ownership they handed it down to the children or something like that but in some cases it was like the same owners and why is it that it was amazing one day but then the next it just wasn't um, well, and I mean, we see this really often in like small towns. You have, I mean, the, the town I went to um, undergrad in was, I mean, like a town of 5,000 people, it's super tiny. And then plus they had the school. So they ended up, it was just tiny little mom and pop shops. That was the entire town. And all of a sudden, okay, Dollar Generals decide to come in on either side right. of the town you know, you've got the grocery stores are starting to go out of business. You've got other smaller businesses that are just, well, we just can't keep up with, you know, the prices at a dollar general who's able to have a more competitive price point than somebody who's, oh, I'm just based in this small town. And it's it's challenging and they're they're unable to really, I mean, especially if they've been a business there for 50 right. years or more it's hard to make those big changes because they haven't been faced with something like that before. Right. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, I think about things like COVID happening. I think the biggest reason that a lot of businesses, I hope I don't get canceled for this, but <laughs> um, I think one of the biggest reasons that a lot of businesses close is because they failed to adapt. Yeah. And you know nobody's ever experienced anything like this before how would they even know right like and i i don't think that innovation was ever an option for a lot of these companies or at least they didn't see it as an option yeah and um again like i kind of going back to somebody in in our situation right here we're coming off the best year that we've ever had and I know, again, I know that there's always people kind of gunning for us, right? And again, I I don't mean to make it sound like it's like this really <laughs> negative, like chaos, weird thing, right? Right, and that's that's what it is. And I think you know, one of the one of the greatest things about America is the competition when it comes to things like businesses, right? Yeah. Um, it provides a level playing field and the more competition there is in fields, the better it generally is for yeah. the consumer. Right. And so I guess, again, that's, that's kind of where we're at where I'm like, like, okay, well, we just came off our best year, but something doesn't feel right still. Mm-hmm. Um, like I still feel like it's temporary. And Maybe this is because I'm just generally an anxious person, but like, I'm, I'm always ready for things to fail at any given point. That's the right way to be though, is to have a little bit of anxiety and be like, I'm, I'm ready at any point for everything to implode. Right. It's like, I, cause you have to be, because you never know what's going to be coming right. next. You have to be ready. Right. It goes to something that I, I've talked about, I think before on other podcasts, but you have basically two different types of CEOs. You have a peacetime Mm -hmm. CEO and you have a wartime CEO. And I've always said that I'm a wartime CEO because I don't know. I just, whenever things hit the fan, that seems to just activate me in different ways than 
yeah. that peacetime stuff does. Um, so it's like whenever something, whenever it hits the fan, I'm like, okay, cool. Like I knew that it was going to, like, I'm ready. Like let's now let's figure out how we adapt. Exactly. Um, but again, so like things like, like COVID were just events that sort of happened where you screwed up everybody. Right. But now I feel like a lot of the creative industry is in this, in a similar place that we are where it's like, okay, phone's not ringing nearly as much as, as it was like people are hanging on to cash right now. Their budgets are not what they have been the last two or three years. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, okay, well, is this, is this temporary? I don't know. I can't really plan for temporary. Like I can't just say, well, and here's the thing is that a lot of these restaurants that didn't make it, they were planning on it being much more temporary than it ended up being. So for me, I'm like, okay, my, my wartime CEO voice is just like, okay, no, you can't just wait. Like that's, that's, that's not a plan really. You have um, to accept would, things as not temporary, but this is the new state of things. This is how exactly. it will be now. Right. Because it's better to be wrong in that than it is to yeah. be wrong in the alternative. <laughs> exactly. Um, so for me, it's it's been a really interesting um, kind of thought process where I'm like, okay, like I feel like something kind of needs to change here. Um, mm-hmm. The offers that, again, like I said, the offers that we were once providing to people are just being kind of turned down right now because of budget restrictions or whatever. I'm left to assume that this is the new normal. Yep. And this is what I encourage everybody else to think of too. It's like, all right, if things are tough right now, do not just say, okay, it's just a bad year and next year will be better. Cause that's just not a plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, if you are a freelancer, you are a CEO still. So I'm still speaking to you. Yeah. Um, and you have to be able to accept at any given point that like it or not, this is this is the new normal. Mm-hmm. And the new normal is going to constantly change. So the question becomes, well, what do you do? And um, for us... Something that uh, I guess I'm really excited to to announce here is uh, something that we've been working on, again, whether whether we were intentionally working on it or not, for the last probably three years, something that I, I personally believe might be the future of Made by Things, the future of the industry as a whole, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is called Things by Things. You like this? <laughs> Made by things makes things by things. I was so excited. Good luck getting any. <laughs> Good luck getting any of the URLs that include things, ladies and gentlemen. We've got uh, them all. I have them all. <laughs> anyway, so things by things. Um, basically, what we're doing is starting today. If you go to thingsbythings.com, you will see that we are offering. Products. Products as a service. Services as a product. Sorry, I said that wrong. (laughs) Um, But basically, the idea here is, what if we can define a specific deliverable, a process, a schedule, uh, and a a style to the things that, that we do? If we can do that, then we can put an actual price tag on these things. 
this industry has been so afraid to be able to share prices. And again, it's because you can't just put one price on things. There's so many variables. So what if you, what if you remove all of the variables? And that's what things by things is. Um, basically what, what we're doing is we're launching, I don't know how many products exactly just yet, but between 15 and 20 different things you see what I did there, uh, that, that we do that, um, that we can actually put a price tag on for people. So things related to, uh, animation, things related to social media, things related to podcasts. We've picked up a lot of little skills over the last several years. Every single person on the team has little things that they do that, um, <laughs> sorry, I can't stop. Um, <laughs> Things that we can easily measure. And and if we are able to put these things out there with an actual price tag on it, well, that makes things much more easy for our clients to be able to understand. Yep. And that gives, it provides them with the inspiration of what, what could they even do on certain budgets. We have had to turn down so many projects over the last several years because honestly, it just, they didn't meet our, our minimums of what we were looking for, for an engagement. So the big thing here that we're doing is, okay, we'll remove our minimums, but it's going to be with a specific scope. Yep. And, um, and not only that, but basically what we're trying to do is is also make it uh, make available an, un, un, an unlimited plan. I did it. <laughs> um, so that if, if these things that we have in our store are needed on a constant basis, well, mm-hmm. then you can become uh, an unlimited member basically. And we're, we're essentially at that point, we are a member of your team and we're able to do whatever things are there and whatever things we add later. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is, it's just, it's, it's been a really big part of um, a part of us understanding our process a little bit more recently. And we've been breaking this stuff down. And I think it's that that's sort of helped me realize that, Hey, maybe it's time to innovate a little bit here. Yep. Now we, we're not stopping the custom work that we're doing. We're always not, oh, I shouldn't say always, but as of right now, we're going to keep doing that stuff, right? Like we still love doing that. But what basically, I guess what we've seen is that, hey, we've been pushing towards this higher end of the budget spectrum. But right now, that stuff is difficult uh, <laughs> to, to make work for both sides, right? Um, whenever budgets are smaller, it's really difficult for people to make decisions on really big purchases. And I get it. Now, we might not like it, but again, what is in our control? And for me, I'm like, okay, well, it's what if we design something that can slide down that spectrum a bit more yeah. uh, into an area that we're typically not in? But if we can, um, if we can provide a lot of value in, in this area right here, then we fill a need for potentially the entire market, right? That's, that's my thinking. Um, in Shelby's terms, 
it's time for us to get scrappy. Yep. We are getting scrappy. Uh, and that's, and that's, I, I think that's one of the things that I, that's, that's one of my favorite things to do is like, okay, Hey, now if we, if truthfully, like if, when we're in a position like this, if we do nothing, we will fail. Yep. Right. Uh, as, as anyone will, if they're in a similar position, mm-hmm. there will be creative studios and freelancers that don't make it over the next couple of years. Yeah. I do not plan on being one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I guess most people don't plan on that. <laughs> um, but again, like I just, I see it as like, okay, well, if that's, if that's the, the, the problem being faced there, like, again, what, what are you going to do? Uh, you got to do something and, and maybe, maybe it's temporary, but I'm not going to plan for it to be temporary. You can't bet on it. Right. So for me, it's, it's crazy. Cause you, again, like I said, this is, this has been something that's been years in the making yeah. during, during COVID, just like everybody else, it hurt the business. Um, and one of the things that I decided to do at this point was really similar idea, which was slide the scale back down because nobody has the budget right now. But if we can make offer that, again, has a lot of value for us and has an even greater amount of value for the clients that we're working with, it kind of becomes a no brainer. Mm-hmm. So that's what we did at that time is we launched stop motion thing, which is one of the things. One of the things on made by things is, is things by things. There are a lot of things to remember here. <laughs> um, so, you know, during that time we started offering that and we found, we, we had a lot of demand for that. Mm-hmm. And it was something that like, it really pulled us out of, of a dark time um so much so that we went from a team of two at the time to being a team of 10 like i feel like we've sort of i don't say rode that wave necessarily but i guess in a way it's that wave sort of started at around that point where things kept going better and better and better and it all started from innovating on something and putting something out there that is truly unique and now it's a little bit different this time whenever things start to slow down a little bit it's like all right well how you can't just offer the same thing right um so again now now at this point i'm trying to figure out like okay, what's something like that but it could actually work for the entire team yeah um because that that was just one thing I want to, let's do a, let's do a count on how many times we say thing or things in this episode. Take a shot every time we say things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Don't do that. Okay. <laughs> it's out. a very bad idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so, so for me, it's, um, it can be a little, so this is, this is one of the, I'm trying to say other words other than that now (laughs) this is one of the parts that i've been thinking about is like you know there's things like that that happen and um you know we try to launch different initiatives i guess over the years i've had conversations with people 
I've you know seen certain businesses that are doing things that are really interesting. So for yeah. me, there's like, hey, we've already kind of started this innovation mm-hmm. a little while ago, but we didn't quite round the corner just yet. So like where I where I once thought that like, oh yeah, it, we rounded the corner and we got to where we needed to go. I don't think that that's over yet. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm like, all right, this is this is kind of a big change or a big addition, I should say, yeah. to what we're what we're doing right now. So for me, you know, a lot of my thinking is done in my journal, and it's like, all right, well, how could this work? So for the last several months, I've been writing on trying to get somewhere. Um, it's like, all right, what does innovation look like? Like, what does you know? How do you even do this thing? And it's going through the scenario in your head of like, what actually makes sense for us and makes sense for the clients that we work with. It's real easy to come up with an idea that works really well for one or the other. But to come up with an idea that's a no-brainer for both sides, to me, that's when you know that you're on to something. And the moment that I got to that point was... I don't want to say this past weekend. It was probably the, the weekend before where I'm like, there it is. Like, I, it's like solving a big math problem. And without any math, though. No math, math. No math. <laughs> um, and once I, for me, once I get to that point, I get really excited. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, like, here, here is something that I, I think we have something. This is a, an innovation here. But a couple things really need to happen still. Like having the ideas is one thing, but um, the I guess the biggest thing is that it's really hard to make these sort of announcements to people that like, hey, we're going to try something different. But for me, it's really a monthly occurrence <laughs> that I'm like, hey, <laughs> let's let's try this thing. Let's try that thing. Um. But like, that's just kind of how I work, right? Like, I'm I'm really happy when I get to try things. And I'm really happy finding out an answer to things. So even if it's a no, I'm okay with it. Because at least I got an answer. And that's like, so much more rewarding to me than having an idea not getting an answer for if this is a good idea or bad idea. Well, and we can't learn or evolve or innovate without just trying things. I mean, right. you can't be afraid of it. And I think that's something that keeps a lot of people back is because they are afraid of just trying something new because there's a great feel of fear of failure. Right. And this kind of goes back to what we were saying before, where it's it's not easy to innovate whenever you only know one way <laughs> of doing yeah. things, right? You, It's... It's one thing to learn the things that you need to know, but then it's a, or it's easy. It's much easier to read the book than it is to write the book, basically. Yeah. And when you get to a certain point, sometimes you have to write the book. And, um, I don't know. So again, for me, that's kind of that's that's the first thing is kind of getting over this idea of like, oh god, like how does this make us look? If I say that we're adding this thing for a, a more budget friendly uh, service. I don't know. Um, I guess we'll find out. Exactly. <laughs> um, and then the second thing is, 
oh god as a leader on our team what's going to happen when i tell everyone that i have an idea now i'm not just saying just for this one i'm saying any time that i have an idea on something yeah um because if i if, if every day i come into work and i'm like guys new idea scratch all that old stuff let's go <laughs> to this new direction now like that would not make me an effective leader at all. And um, so, you know, I was nervous going in and talking to the team about this, but after explaining my reasoning and I even had some visuals of like why I, I want to make some changes. Yeah. Um, it was pretty, pretty clear to me right away that every single person on the team was all about trying this. I think we all know that maybe it's not the the answer, but maybe it leads us somewhere even closer. Yeah. And that's that's very much how I think of things. So like, yeah, like anytime I have a crazy, weird idea, whatever, something that we do, I'm not expecting that to always be the answer. But if it can lead me a little bit closer to what the answer might be someday, yeah. I don't know. That's That's the journey that we all talk about when we say that. It's all about the journey, right? Because, <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's the thing. It's like, truthfully, there is no destination with any of this and stuff. And the answer There's... will always be changing because right. the industry is going to be changing. Right. Um, so sometimes it is a pivot and sometimes it is take three steps back and change a direction entirely. Yeah. Um, and in this case right here, I see things by things for us as a slight pivot mm -hmm. um and one that i'm i'm really excited about being able to launch and being able to show to everybody and um be able to even share with some of the past clients and stuff that we've we've worked with in the past so well and i think too kind of going off of your point of oh this could be something a little scary to show the team of okay we're doing something very new one thing I think, especially at Made by Things, is we've been able to establish trust. So when there is a new idea, we can all be like, okay, you know what? Yeah, we feel this too. Let's do it. And let's go all in. Because I mean, during that meeting, you pitch the idea and instantly all of us are sitting there going, what are the different things that we could do? How can we innovate upon this one idea? What can we do to make this idea better? Because there is a trust. And we do want to make things better. And we all collectively want to innovate because we want to make it the best experience possible. And we want to make the best work we can do. Right. I, I think that that's a really good thing to bring up, I guess, is that a team culture plays a big role in innovation. It truly yep. does. Um, again, it, let's, let's use an example of like restaurants and stuff. Mm -hmm. Going back to this whole kitchen nightmares thing, right? Yep. There is often people in the kitchen that have extraordinary talents when it comes to food-related things. But because of a process that they were constantly stuck in, they were never given an opportunity to really prove uh, their abilities and their value to that company until somebody comes in and shakes the whole thing up fires the head chef and says hey there dishwasher you're good at making food now you're the star chef of this kitchen go for it <laughs> yeah so i i don't know but like if if you're in an environment that doesn't encourage or if you're creating an environment that doesn't encourage 
a strong culture, innovation is very difficult. Yeah. Maybe even impossible. Because at that point, it kind of is just, yeah, I just go to work and then I, I go home. And that's that's it. Which is, again, this is totally fine. Like, if if that's the sort of lifestyle that you want, where you just clock in, clock out, and get it out of your head. Um, but we have the ability to be so much more than that. Right. Right. Um, and I'll definitely say it is much easier for a smaller company to say that than it is for a larger one that has the whole hierarchy thing and the org charts and <laughs> um, all the different departments. Um, but that's, to me, that's what I love about having a small team is that yeah. we can, we can be close enough to where, yeah, we can have that, that trust. Um, anyway. Um, yeah. Let's, let's go to some final thoughts here. Shall we? Kind of final thoughts you have i think with this a lot of it is a you need to be paying attention to the industry you can't just ignore it um you know there are a lot of changes right now with the economy with ai with you know working with clients what are those expectations and it's going to change i mean in the next 10 years it's not going to look then the way it looks right now because it doesn't look now the way it looked 10 years ago and I think that's something to embrace and to, you know, follow along and stay ahead of that, you know, notice those trends and see how to keep ahead of them and then make the trends yourself, um, you know, be a trendsetter and make something that's really interesting that causes other people to innovate in their own companies as well. It's going to be an influencer in that way, I suppose. Um, but also when you are bringing up those, those innovations, you know, I want to go back to, to building that trust with your team. So that way it is something that is collaborative. And I mean, if you're a freelancer, trust yourself, go with it and, you know, trust your instincts that this is the way that you should be moving forward. Um, and don't let fear hold you back. I think that's a big thing because I think that holds a lot of people back. Right. It's, yeah, I guess for me, yeah, it's, it's that failure to adapt is just, is how you fail, right? It, you just fail slower sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, what I would say is don't be afraid to look at what other people are doing, especially in different industries. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think that like, okay, if I'm a motion designer, if I'm an animator, if I'm a designer, like I'm just looking at what are these design companies doing? Yeah. And that, that's, I mean, those, that's the example of the echo chamber that leads you to the same conclusion that will lead to everyone else. Yeah. For me, like I'm, I'm so fascinated by all businesses mm-hmm. and like how all of them work. I'm, I'm fascinated by restaurants and the just the the their pipeline of how they get food out the door and and even just the the creative process beforehand of how something even gets made um i'm fascinated by tech companies creating saas models of monthly subscription type things yeah um there's so many different new 
business models that have been developed, I feel like over the last 10 years that we can't ignore it. We shouldn't ignore it. Um, I guess ultimately it kind of depends on where you personally want to take things. Um, Because some people, yeah, they might be just fine continuing to, to freelance, working for other like studios and just doing some work here and there. But I, I don't know. You kind of have to keep in mind that our, our industry is still young mm-hmm. and even in its young past, how many times has it changed? A lot. <laughs> and it's, it's going to continue. Um, and it's, it should not be seen as a bad thing. Um, but it's just not the kind of thing where it's not the kind of industry where you can put your head in the sand and just keep doing the same thing that you do every single day. Mm-hmm. You have to find a way to adapt. And like you, like you said, yeah, there is a general fear of failure. Um, and I, I while I wish you could just say, yeah, yeah don't be scared. Um, <laughs> when you, to me, it's a muscle where when you start to do things that scare you things become easier yeah it's not it's not just about business this is about just me personally as well where it's like i I always tell the story about like the first time i was on an airplane and i was like that was so scary for me it's Mm -hmm. still pretty scary for me shelby knows this um (laughs) oh yeah but it's the idea where if you can just do these things that scare you, just even starting small and working up to it. Yes. Before I got on that plane, I wanted to practice my fear in a weird way of uh, getting blood drawn because <laughs> that was another big fear of mine. And I was like, you know what? Let me do that first. And if I can do that, then this other thing becomes a little bit easier. Anyway, I won't spoil that story for you, but <laughs> um, it all worked out. Um, but it's kind of the same thing when it comes to business. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know what? As soon as you start to do a couple things where you're like, ooh, there's an interesting idea. The bigger ones become a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, now, like, so let's take it back to the restaurant. Like if it's a pizza shop, you know, like. I'm not necessarily saying like redesign your entire recipe, but what if there's a new technique of being able to take orders from people uh, much more efficiently or easier? Like there's just so many little things like that, that Mm -hmm. can, can help. And like, to me, like that's a, that's a small thing, a small decision that can be made. And then there's like the bigger decision, which is like, you know what? I think we actually need to move locations. Like mm-hmm. how scary would that be for a company that's been in business for 50 something years? Yeah. But it's, it's being honest with yourself a bit where it's like, everything is always on the table. Anything can change at any moment. And you can either see that as a horrifying thing, or you can constantly look for the opportunity around every corner, basically. All right. Um, 
we, so again, I'll, I'll say you can learn more at thingsbythings.com. Uh, I think that uh, you'll be excited no matter what your position is. If you are an animator designer, I'm sure you'll be into it. Uh, even if you are a prospective client of ours someday in the future, I think you'll especially <laughs> like it. Sure. Cool. All right. Well, Shelby, it's been fun. Uh, to everyone out there still listening, I love you so much. Goodbye. The Comancy Show is created by Made by Things. And if you have a question you would like us to discuss, you can send a message at cmdz.show. And if you like what you hear, leave a review. We'll see you next week with a brand new show.